Tamika. Thank you guys so much for joining me for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where y'all already know what it is. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning those trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress and allowing God to fully restore you. I am so excited about this episode. I know it's going to be another fire, fire episode. So I want to jump right into it. If you are new to TWT, my name is Coach Tamika, and I am your inner healing coach. And I believe I have been put on this planet to help you heal, elevate, and become fully restored. So listen, life is really all about running a race, right? And what I know for sure, I've said this before, you guys have probably, if you've been rocking with me for any length of time, you know that when I was younger, I used to run track. And what I know for sure is how you start does not always determine how you finish. I've seen several girls bust out the blocks and it appears like they're winning the race. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes around that curve, especially if you run in the 200. If you don't have a strong around that curve, finish, you can ultimately lose the race. And there's other people that may stumble at the start. It may seem like they're not, you know, winning in the race of life, but then they just slow and easy. They just keep going. They keep going and they keep running their race and they ultimately end up winning the race of their life. This is what I know for sure. When you're running your race, you can't compete you can't compare and you can't complain. I believe that my today's guest knows a little something about having bad starts, but finishing strong. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring her on so we can get this podcast popping. Hey, sis, you got a minute? 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 I sure do. My name is Dr. Avery. I am here to let the let the information flow whatever we're going to talk about we are going to get to it we're going to get deep down in it and uh yeah that's about it i mean uh i grew up in foster care so you're talking about um track and as a matter of fact i coached track for a number of years in los angeles and one thing i tell my students is that the track is just like life Mm. right it's in this circle and everything about life is cyclical whether you agree with it or not whether it's your birthday whether it's um coming into a new facet of life there are always going to be hurdles that are going to be set up and you're going to have to clear them maybe you'll stumble over them and like you said sometimes the race doesn't go as planned but it's still all about learning and Mm. still making it to the finish line so i just want to that in there because you have mentioned um track and I did some coaching but uh after foster care I actually went to the University of Charleston in West Virginia for my BA in English literature and English education and I started teaching and once I got to the classroom everyone was like oh my god why aren't you doing art because I would always uh bring art and fuse it into the uh literature classroom And so I went back to Columbia and got an art degree and I fell in love with art and I ended up getting my doctorate in that. And then I had switched over to dance. So it's been amazing, an amazing journey. And now I am an author. Uh, I just started my own um, publishing company and uh, here we are. Yes, ma'am. I love that, Dr. Avery. As you were talking, I just heard like 
like, or I saw like almost the switching of the baton, you know, and where, but you're passing to yourself. And I love that about life, right? You talked about that cyclical, um, just the way that life is very cyclical. I believe zero to 18, we don't have the ability, like somebody passed the baton to us and whether they, however they live their life, whatever they did, it affected zero to 18, but mm -hmm. 18 on, we get to pass that baton and we get to make life choices that determine our ultimate future. And that's what it sounds like you have done. I, I really want to talk about how you passed the baton and not worried and not compared, not um, complain, not competed with anybody, but you were literally running your race. How did you do that from making different transitions in life? Well, I'll tell you, going back to foster care, which I think is just so important for me and very fundamental. The other day I was sitting, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, God, you really set me up because there was a reason why you pulled me out of my mom's house mm. at nine years old to be with my, I call her my nini. She's passed away, but that's my nini. And I'm like, I gave my heart to Christ at nine and uh, never looked back. And so it was like she, when you talk about that baton, she had the baton and she was wrapping it up, just keeping it on the side for me. And she really took me through a journey spiritually and other. And she was the reason why, she was the impetus why I actually went into teaching mm -hmm. because she told me, oh, that's the job that you'll always keep. You don't have to worry about, even though I did end up getting laid off, but I fell in love with it. I fell in love with um, working with kids. And so having a chance to be around her, and seeing all of her passions, it, it was like I had a chance to be the Southern her and my Jamaican mother, all of that together, right? So I was just so impressed with what I learned. I didn't have a chance. I really didn't, wasn't concerned with what everybody else was doing. I just wanted to follow my own gifts, talents, and passions. And so I think for me, the strongest um, I don't know what word I want to use, but what really what really caused me to want to pass a baton on was the fact that I started teaching. And I know, you know, once you're dealing with kids, that's what you really want to do is just really give all of yourself. You're disseminating all this information and you want children to grow and to learn. And because that's what was fostered in me, I wanted I wanted other kids to have that same experience. So I've just been that kind of person all my life, you know, and I'm the person who's a cheerleader, but I'm also the person who's private and getting things done behind the scenes because I, you know, it, I also learned a lot being in foster care mm -hmm. because I didn't have what everybody else had in terms of like the new seekers and things like that or whatever. So I learned not to really talk about anything because I think I did it once and it got back to my foster mother and it was just crazy. So I just started keeping things to myself. But it really behooved me to do that because I learned when you get older that everybody's not on your side. Mm. Everybody's not about you really winning. And so in doing so, it was a very strategic move. Uh, and it, it helped me to actually propel myself forward in my spiritual journey and in all the things that I do. So I, I hope I answered your questions. I, I feel like I'm all over the place in a way, but... Yeah, that baton definitely had to go to the kids that I've taught and who are now my friends. Can you believe that? Some of my um, first students, they're like in their mid-30s. Wow. And so, 
Yeah, they're like my little sisters, little brothers, things like that. And, you know, they really take care of me and I take care of them. So it's just a blessing, you know, to have been uh, reared the way that I was and then to pass that over to the next generation. Mm. And I know that was one question you asked me. I, I just hope that I answered the rest no, of them. Well. Yeah, you did. You did amazing. And, and just as you're talking, there's so many synchronicities. And I love when this happens because a lot of times when I have people on the podcast, we don't know each other beyond the podcast and I was removed from my mother's home at eight and so I yeah that's I was like whoa like this is a this is such a trip as you're talking I'm like whoa you know the track thing being removed and then my very best friend my she's literally like my my sister we say that we're soulmates um she calls her mom Mimi and so I, I really, I know I was like, I've never heard anybody else. And her mom recently passed away. And so that Nini is like, Nini's like a, a, a part of both of us. So Tasha, I know that you're listening. And I just want you to know that this is one of those God winks where God is letting you know to continue on that journey of healing. So I just love everything that you were sharing. And then as you were talking, I started thinking about a word that you'd used earlier, which is cyclical. So, yeah, and I, I wanted to say like how you have literally been able to break cyclical dysfunction by helping kids and, and ultimately also helping yourself. What were some dysfunctions that could have easily become a pattern of your life that you continued on, but you were able to break through the perseverance and being removed from your mom's home, which I believe is a blessing, right? Sometimes we look at it as like, I, I know I would always say I was taken and then one day my paradigm shift and I started to say I was like rescued and, and it, it needed to happen for me to be the woman that I am today. What are some of those cyclical dysfunctions that you were able to break through the trials that you went through? So before I talk about that, you mentioned something. I used to teach drawing as well. When I was a coach in Los Angeles, I was also a drawing teacher. And I, we, of course, I had one of the subjects I had to teach was perspective. Mm -hmm. And so when you started talking about lenses and, and different perceptions and perspectives, I think as you mature is when God allows you to turn that microscope or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're looking through so that you can see from another vantage point, yeah. right? I, at nine or eight, you weren't ready to see that. You needed to develop, to go through all of what you went through. And it's easy to say it today. I don't know what I would have said last week, right? Right. Face today. But to really look back and say, oh my God, I was rescued. Mm. And I was rescued, not so much I thought it was emotionally and in a physical sense. And I'm not saying it wasn't. But I've now graduated to the level of understanding that spiritually. Mm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I am not going to get into it too deeply, but I have to say this here because mm. it's mm. a setup. It's mm. a setup. And I'm like, okay, God, you told me you wanted to speak for you. I'll do that. I have no problem. So when we talk about um, our lineage mm. and we talk about dysfunctions and we talk about uh, satanic issues, right? That throughout our lineage, I was rescued. Mm. I was rescued from those who wanted to continue 
serving Satan. Mm. I said, that's why I had to be saved at nine. Mm. It couldn't have been any later than that. Mm. God had to rescue me on so many different levels by me saying yes to him. That saved my life, period, right? Mm. So not only am I going to heaven, but just I'm going to live a little bit longer. Because I didn't go into the fact that I almost died a series. It was about three or four times that I, I nearly died, came very close to, to dying. And I know that, and this was before I was in foster care. So I know giving my heart to God was that rescue that you're talking about. This, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, this is divine. This, is, this had to happen. And so I'm so grateful because I can stand here and just really tell you that there are people in my family that literally want me dead. Wow. Mm. There are people in my family who have signed contracts mm. and given themselves over to Satan. Mm. So I know now who I am, my identity in Christ, and why they were fighting me so hard and, and, and whatever else. And just to get to stick to your point, that is where the rescue continues. Yeah. He's rescued every day Ooh. to remind you I called you to do a certain thing. I've called you and I've kept you for a reason. So I can't just say, okay, well, you, you kept me and that's great or whatever I did, what I know. I, I got to keep going and find out how much further I need to go into this thing. So that's number one I wanted to bring out. So also rescuing, I know that my mom went through a very, very traumatic, traumatic um, life. Yeah. And I, I was privy to a lot of it. And it made me, I was kind of repelled her. Mm. And again, nine, that was my perception. Why can't mm. you be what I can, I perceive as normal? Why right. can't you be you know, the regular mom or, you know, whatever, right? Without going into anything too deeply. But God keeps tapping me on the shoulder to remind me it's everything is not cut and dry. Everything is not what science says it is. Everything is not what a psychologist would say. Everything is not what the doctor said. A lot of these disorders or dysfunctions are satanic. Come on, you talking good. Right. And so because I'm prophetic, I had to look back at some of the things that I thought my mother was bugging out about. And I was like, oh my God, she was prophetic. And because of that, she was targeted. Listen, they, the, the war, warfare is so, when you said to this week, um, because I'm still in education too. So I, I have my business, but I'm in education. And um, this little girl was hit by a car and it triggered something in little me because I was hit by a car when I was in my mother's care. And I thought he, and the, the enemy literally has been trying to take me out since I came out the womb. Why? Because of such a time as this, because he knew that we would be sitting here and literally I, I got the old mother church rock going because you can feel God through this communication. You can feel God. And I know that I know that I know chains will be broken, whether it's one or whether it's 100. Folks will be able to know and to see. No, it, it happened. The way I started doesn't determine the way I'm going to finish. And I, through, through the power of the way I'm speaking and the, the power of breaking evil covenants, I am able to say the dysfunction stops here. 
the, the physical dysfunction stops Ooh. here. It stops in my, I'm, I'm breaking it off my bloodline. That's my it. children will not go to, through, through the things that I went through. That. That all the, listen, you go, I didn't, listen, we said we wanted this thing to flow. I didn't know God was going to come up here and wreck it. <laughs> God is flowing. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. So my God. Perfect terminology. When you say rescue, and you know, let me let me say this. When I looked at your email, and the title said had the word restore in it, I said, "Oh my God, this is this is for me." You know, because I have uh, underwent satanic ritual abuse for wow. I don't know twenty years. It might have been longer than that, but I just realized it the last twenty years. And so I've been able to do, a lot of my writing is based on that, which I was like, okay, God, see the setup. I didn't really appreciate going through it, but I see the setup, you know, nonetheless. No, me and him, we talk all the time and I'm just like, I don't agree. He's like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't agree. But anyway, so when I saw Restore, I said, oh my gosh, this is definitely something I want to speak to. And then when you said, you know, this is a godly space, I was like, oh, I feel a little more comfortable now. And then. Just all of the commonalities. Yeah. It just, it, it reiterates to me in my mind, like, this was supposed to happen. And God is saying, like, I because I was really getting ready to cancel. And I'm going to tell you why. I walked into the building about maybe 30 minutes before we were supposed to be on. And it was filled with smoke in the hallway, beyond the weed and all the regular smoke. And I was just like, oh, I'm not fitting to burn up. So that's like, okay, let me go on in the house. And I did. And then all of a sudden the stove started clicking and whistling. I said, no, 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 I'm getting out of here. Because wow. see, when you've been under the kind of attacks I've been under, you you can call it PTSD, you can call it what you want. I call it super hypersensitive, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I gave it a moment and I said, you know what, Nicole, you are not filming this in the car. Get back in the apartment. And so I said, okay, let me just do this. And you made me feel comfortable from the inception. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't always feel like that doing these things. And so it's a spiritual connection. I'm so grateful. And I'm sorry if I'm going off. No, you're and good. This is good. Yeah. I, I want to just speak to something really quickly. God is just like, say it, say it, say it. So, you know, a lot of, so the, the new age and the occult world has taken like numerology and they perverted it. The devil can't create anything. So all he does is imitate. Right. But when you were talking about nine, I'm like new beginning, new beginning, new beginning at nine years old, God, that, that time of your life was like a new beginning. And I know that that's when you gave your life to God and all like, yes. really like this new you emerged, but it had to happen at nine. Like it had to happen at that time. And so I just love how intentional God is about even our trauma, right? He's mm -hmm. intentional about the way that things happen and, and the way that we walk through things and the things that have to happen to us. Now, I am not of the school of belief that, um, you know how people say like, God gives his strongest battles to his, or his, to his strongest warriors or whatever. I'd be like, look, God, I'm like you. I'd be like, look, take me out. Take me out the army. I'm, I'm resigning. <laughs> Listen, I've had enough. I've marched. I've done all the things. I'm good. But I do believe that things one of my, one of the pillars that I stand on is that we turn our trials into treasures because how many babies did you listen? Because how many babies 
that you walk through, whether it was coaching or teaching or through your art, and you were able to say, me too. And when you saw that they draw, drew something, you were able to identify, ooh, that baby's been molested. That ba Even though they may have never said, said it, ooh, there's domestic violence going on at home. Ooh, this is going on. This is going through their speech, through the way that they interact. Because of, because of you, you turned your trials into treasures. And so now there's another cycle broken. Now you're able to say, Put it on paper, baby. I, I teach my clients, we put it on paper on purpose. There's a reason, there's healing that comes through that. There's deliverance that comes through. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. Yes, it is. Let me tell you something. So, oh my gosh, you said so many things, but there's a song that came to my mind. Um, there's a part that says, turn my message to a message. Turn my message to a message. So that, that really came to me. When you were talking about the the um, treasure, he said something about trash to something. Mm. I can't remember, but it was so closely aligned. Uh, working with the kids and the writing of things, writing things down. I know that that helps in so many ways, especially if you have very timid children yeah. who, for whatever reason, don't really want to talk or share, which is fine. But they have all the privacy in the world to just let this out. Now, they may, if they trust you, want to share it with you. But having that notebook that you can close and say mm -hmm. it's mine, you know, it's nothing like it. And if you want to tear it out and tear it up, that's fine, too. You got it out. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I definitely believe wholeheartedly in that. It was something else you said. I was trying not to cut you off. I just, girl, oh, it's so much. But I know yesterday I was in here. I was sounding like you. Oh, let me say this before I start getting off on that tangent. The thing for me is, and I'm doing some writing about this is that I think a lot of times in the body of Christ, um, I'll say in America more so than anywhere, we like to come up with these logical um, testaments mm. to sign to a thing, right? Mm -hmm. As for a science to it. Like if you're going through something, someone will say, well, God allowed it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Cause you know, once you, once you get to that doctorate, level, no disrespect, or anybody who does a lot of research, you start oh. to break it down, and it's not as simple as what comes out of somebody's mouth, and it's like, it's not just that. Do you know what's happening in the spirit realm? Come on. He's a gentleman. I always look at it like this. I look at it like a chess game, where God is on one side, and you got Satan and all the demons he can find, because you know he can't challenge God, right? God doesn't have an equal. So he's over here talking about so-and-so. Come over here and give me, what's, what's my next move? You know what I mean? And so there's rules before you play any game. Black people should know this because we argue all the time, right? Which rules are we playing for Uno? Okay, because we're not playing this. Is it the right? house rules or is it the one on the box? <laughs> so once you have the rules established, God is a gentleman. If he knows that your great uncle's cousin's son had some kind of covenant, then he's going to be like, well, listen, that has to break. And he may not even tell you about it yet because you may not even know how to handle it. Mm. Like I said, there's people in my family doing certain things. Mm. Had I known about it earlier, I probably would have been dead because I probably would have been trying to fight them mm. in the physical. And it probably wouldn't have worked that way. I probably would have hurt them real good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's not what God wanted. Yeah. And as time progressed, he allowed me to mature mm. and I got information and some of the information that I got 
was not as hurtful as if I say it would have been maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah. So it, it's just not cut and dry. This thing called our walk in Christ, right? And so now I'm able to write about warfare. Mm. I can bless other people who are going through certain things and they don't understand. And see, for most of my life, I really didn't care what anybody thought. And I still don't. Um, through this, through these trainings and traumas, it has changed me a little bit. I still don't care what people think. But for the most part, I still feel like I'm able to help those who don't understand what's happening to them and could not be on the front line like I was. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know for a lot, for a lot of people were thinking like, what you're saying sounds really far off, Nicole. And so, yeah, basically they're saying that you sound crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody can't take that. Right. But you gotta remember, right? I didn't have all the sneakers, all the clothes coming up when everybody else did. So I was looking crazy anyway. So I had to get over that part of my life where it's like, well, you see what I look like tonight. So, you know, I really <laughs> say, right. So I, I came to that point where it's just like, it is what it is. Yeah. But now other people who are afraid to tell anybody because they feel like they're going to sound crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't care because I know what really happened to me. And I know what's really going on in the spirit realm. And I don't want nobody to have to suffer more than what I suffer. Right. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And now for commercial break. Hey sis, have you pre-ordered Unpacking? This is my newest book packed with 43 lessons to help you unpack hidden trauma. This book is for the strong girls. This book is for the brave girls. This book is for the resilient girls. This book is for the girls that has that trauma tucked away that you have never dealt with because you didn't have a safe place to unpack. Well, here it is, sis. I have literally poured my heart and my mind into this book to help you unpack. So go ahead and pre-order your book at Tuesday with Tamika backslash unpacking so we can unpack together. Man, that's so good. Listen, we could literally be on here all night. And then I know it's, it's, it's been half an hour already. Listen, it's been half an hour. This has been so good. But before we wrap up, I want to get into these books because I know that you have been all everything that we've talked about is literally how you've transitioned and how you've taken that baton of life and now you've put it in your writing and you're helping people heal through you know you know what I love about writing and what I love about books I actually just did over the summer I did some healing circles with some students at Columbia another synchronicity yes another synchronicity some women of color at Columbia it was amazing and I'm definitely going to keep your information cuz the next time Listen, I want us to get together and so we can add some art therapy and some all of that. Oh my goodness, I would love that. Uh, it was amazing. I it was amazing. That. Oh my yes. God. Go yes, I, I'm definitely, we're going to be in contact because this is definitely a God thing. And you know, this is, God. This is nothing but God. I have over 150 people that have applied to come on the podcast. And what I do is I just, roll up and I ask God, where do I stop? And wherever he tells me to stop, that's where and that's who I invite on. Listen, so this is nothing but God. So 
But but those yes. I know you do. You are definitely a runner because you ain't forget your baton. You kept talking about you passed it from here. You passed it from there. <laughs> Four by one was my favorite, <laughs> but I love how um, the books and, and writing, what I love about writing, because I have just finished two books and I'm, I'm just so amazed at how God has used me, this little girl from Pomona, California that couldn't read, couldn't write all the abuses. <laughs> yes, that's around right now. And literally has allowed me to put words to things that people don't, they don't have the words. That's what the, reading gives us vocabulary. When we, yeah. when we open ourselves up and we begin to read and we begin to educate ourselves. That's why I like what you said at the doctoral level, people think that it's, it's about, you know, um, like you're smarter. No, it gives you, it, it, it gives you more access to yeah. language and to different things so you can understand stuff except for what pastor said but that's the whole I think, I think, gets, you, I think it's a deeper um resonation with information and want to continue to dig and in, in unearth and unsurface things so that you have um a better knowledge mm -hmm. you're well-rounded in the subject so that you can speak to a thing and not just assume and think everything's cut and dry and Look, hear other people perspectives as well that really taught me a lot that's so good what you said and when people quote scriptures like your gift will make room for you well you got to be making sure you cultivate the gift you can cultivate the gift by getting in the rooms and doing the studying and doing the things but you have done that my sis you have really done that and I want you to share I would love for you to be TWT's community spotlight and share your books share your your newest book that's coming out share your old ones share it all and let the TWT family know how can we get in contact with you well, all of my books are on Amazon, and all you have to do is look up my name, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, -E, Avery, A, V as in Victor, E-R-Y, and I'm on Amazon. So I have about, I should have about 10 or 11 books up. Oh. But the first novel was called Beyond the Gate, mm. and it's about a young lady. I'm going to say this. I haven't told anybody this um, publicly, of some of my friends know. The girl's name, the uh, protagonist's name is uh, Nyla, which stands for New York, LA. I got that from a good friend from LA. He called his daughter that. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. So she's in foster care and she's dealing with some, some issues at home. I'm not going to get into it because as soon as you open the book, you'll be like, oh my God. And she only finds reprieves when she's at work at a local baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. And so I must say that I worked at Yankee Stadium for about 25, 30 years, 25, something like that. And um, I was a vendor. And okay. I, some of the stories there are crazy. So I kind of in, intersect some of those things in a fun way. And um, it's a great story. It, it talks about corruption, crime, mm -hmm. rape, you name it, it's in there. And mm -hmm. I got Two finalist awards. Uh, that was the first book that I published under my publishing company. And so um, I won two finalist awards, one from Reader's Favorite, and then another one from NIEA. I think okay. I'm saying it. So I have some other books, uh, a couple of prayer books, Seven Deadly Prayers, mm. and Seven Lethal Prayers. This is for those who are going through oppression 
and dealing with satanic ritual abuse. Wanted to put something out there uh, from the American point of view. There's a lot out there from African writers who are awesome, but just wanted to give my own perspective on it um, through prayer. Then I have uh, 10 Truths About Halloween. I think that is very important because I talk about the connection of um, spirits to the candy and, and, you know, the background and all of that and just how everything deals with death. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, ah, Spirit Speaks talked about uh, those who have been uh, hanged. I think mm-hmm. that's the analogy uh, and what the trees would say through poetry, because they're the only witnesses that still live. You know, and so I have a, a few. Oh, oh, my goodness. Listen, Just, so I'm definitely going to get my hands on all of those. TWT family, we're going to put the links to all of them. But I am currently reading or listening to, because I'm an audio learner, I'm listening to uh, Dynamic Covenant. And mm. it's um, he's an African guy. And he so I, I'm I'm learning a lot. But because it's foreign, right, like some of the terminology or some of the things that he's talking about mm. as an American, I don't really. So I'm like, this is really good. And I'm. I'm getting a lot of information, but I feel I love that you brought something out for Americans that we can um, definitely dive into that. And then there was something else that you said that was another one of those things like, oh, that's so good. Um, oh, come back to me. If it comes back to me, I'll I'll email you or I'll text you and I'll, I'll tell you. But this has been so good. No, um, listen, this made my night like you have no idea. <laughs> This was fabulous. And I would do it all over again. Seriously. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for the opportunity, the, the warm reception, just even the topics. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. I love when I can feel comfortable and talk about God and not be restricted. And, you know, because when you get online, it's the last thing I'm going to say, because I know I can talk a lot. <laughs> but you're and you know what's happening now with Israel, and I'm not yeah. getting any of that. But, you know, you try to say something encouraging and then, you know, you get, oh, the Bible is nothing but fairy tales. And I'm like, well, the fairy tales are unfolding. Listen, <laughs> right before I... <laughs> I'm not letting go of that Bible. Right. I, had to say, I was like, in case God watching, which we know he is. I'm like, in case God watching, he ain't going to be getting on me. <laughs> <That part. laughs> Girl. No, but it just, it was amazing. Thank you for allowing me to be myself. And I can't wait to do some other things with you and staying in touch and continue to support your podcast. Mm, thank you yeah. so much, Dr. Nicole. I appreciate you. TWT family, make sure you go over, grab those books. Listen, they have lied to us when they said we can um, just do ha- Harvest Night or Hallelujah Night. Listen, we don't need no oh my, to I this. T- I talk about that. Girl. Because the thing is, I will say this. The thing is, right, the day itself is evil. And I, I'm coming from a family mm. that this is their night. Yeah. So you're not talking to somebody who doesn't know. Right? And so very simply, when we look at Easter and Christmas, they might be pagan holidays. But they, they offset it in this way because... We don't have a church night on Halloween night. Right. To counteract Hall- Halloween. Right. right. And so for me, those two holidays, 
speak directly to the whole entire body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so while we're worshiping and praying, we're diffracting all those other issues that are happening satanically. Mm -hmm. But we're not, if we're celebrating with them, how are we counteracting? There it is. That's what I want to say without saying too much. But get the book. Get the book. Listen, no. I'm putting them in the, I'm I'm definitely going to go grab them. And I want you but guys. You read that, you're going to be like, what? Wow. I'm wow. telling you, and it's good to go through all of what I went through mm -hmm. to collect a lot of that information. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I wish I would have grabbed them before, but I know that this was a divine appointment. TWT family, make sure you go rate, like, share the podcast. Share this podcast with at least five people. Leave Ooh. us five stars on Amazon and on Apple Podcasts so we can rank up. Make sure that you continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. Continue to turn those trials into treasures. Continue to lift others as you climb and continue to allow God to fully restore you. Until next time, bye-bye.